Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, everyone, and welcome to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. Today, we're going to talk about the Great Halifax Explosion, an explosion that took place in the port city of Halifax, Nova Scotia, up in Canada, eh? Eh. By your... With, with your good friends, Charles? Yeah, Timmy, I wouldn't... Uh, you know, the Canadians are not known for their... Uh, for their... For fighting wars, Timmy. You know, they're a good ally of ours. They've always been in wars with us, but they always kind of just... You're just mad because the they don't like you. Know, you. They're, they're that kid who... Well... who the, You know, Canada is that kid who just kind of lingers around the edge, and when the fight's over, they're like... Yeah, I was about to punch him in the head. I was about to do this. I, but, they, you know, they don't really Ugh. do anything to me. Well, Again, that's not true. They just true. don't like you. Um, Speaking for Canada. Well, I don't like them. I don't like them, to me. And, and in fairness, they kind of kicked our butt <laughs> in the War of 1812. Well, they did. So, there's that. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to lock us out. Um Apparently, um, we're not allowed in Canada for the next millennium because of the COVID, our COVID well, response, which is we, we basically underwhelming. As American citizens, we have become, we're a leper colony. As Tana said, we're as, a leper colony. We really are a leper colony. <laughs> as Tana said, uh, someone said that if you know you don't like this country, leave it. And Tana said, "God damn it, I've been knocking on the back of every." wardrobe I see hoping Narnia will give me asylum to get the hell out of this goddamn place. Yeah. So. We're just a big-ass <laughs> leper colony at this point. Nobody uh, wants to come in, gosh. and everybody's trying to get out. We really are. Uh, yeah. Well, nobody will let yeah. us in. Well, you know, in all fairness, um, I think Trump has really uh, solved the um, yeah. illegal immigration. Oh, he problem. certainly has. <laughs> he, certainly, <laughs> he needs to build a wall to keep keep the workers we have in here. Because <laughs> no one wants yeah, to come here. Okay, locking out of here, Timmy. Let me introduce our panel. I am joined, as always, by the very lovely and talented, a woman who is known throughout the land as Brandy the Benevolent, Her Majesty. Queen Brandy the Timmy, first. How I'm, are you, Brandy? I'm doing okay. If at all. I'm doing all right. I know. Well, we missed I you. Was, we missed you last um, week. Yeah. When, no, it wasn't last week. It was the week before. Well, I took off and went to thing. the cabin. So I was hiding out. What, huh? We're your friend. 
the high with your no. high school softball friend. No. Doing your lesbian stuff Actually, and smoking yeah, cigarettes yeah. and smoking uh, marijuana. Ordinarily. And alcohol. And ordinarily, we would do all those bad things. Bad mouth in your company. No, actually, it was your a country. couple weeks ago, and I took my kids and the dog, and we went to we went to the cabin. I, it wasn't. I, I'm pretty sure that was last week, Randy. No. What, it did was not. Last we didn't record last, last week. Here. Stop. Yeah. We didn't record no, last week because you we, was gone, but... Miss Nina okay. was here. I don't know what and, like space time uh, continuum you all are in, but anyway, I am excited to be here. It was not. I promise that was you, it last was not. Sunday. I promise. <laughs> I know, but it wasn't last week. Nina was here. She anyway. Uh, you know, you really. It's the blackouts. I think. Colonel. <laughs> it is. She's losing time to me. I don't forget when Nina is well, on a podcast with us, me, Devil. It was last Sunday. Um, let's see. Uh, la, 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 la. Uh, let's see. Talking smack. Talking I mean, unless smack. you lie to us. Oh, here. Tim, on October 10th, which is last Sunday. Uh, guys, we just released an episode and have another one waiting to be released. Is it okay if we don't record this Sunday? That was last week. So we didn't record last week, as indicated in Timmy's text. Yeah, we did. Okay. It seemed to me so, we did. I, we record. I got a bunch of, <laughs> hey, got a bunch of texts from Nina nope. about that time on Sunday saying, No, you hey, didn't. You got a sexy Motherfuckers. Hey, wait a minute. Motherfuckers, I've got receipts. We did not. Don't come at me. <laughs> yeah. She could be lying to us because she knows we're too lazy. I mean, my phone was sitting right here. It took me all of 10 seconds. But, I, know, I know. Um, But no, I did not go last week to the cabin. But we did go to the cabin, which is one of the reasons. And uh, we, I took all the boys, and or both boys, and um, Jacob's fiance, And we went down, and we had a lovely time with the dog. So it was amazing. And okay, you all, all right. can suck it. I, I'm not I, because I just looked you're at wrong, it. You're wrong, but okay. again, don't come at me. I have receipts, but that's okay. It, you have no witnesses. Uh, we have a witness. We have a witness. And if we could, we would call Nina Do not at call this Nina. very moment. Her alone, but she's probably that poor woman. She's. I'm sure she's you harangued her into you know subbing for me. So whatever, it's all good. But. Thank Something. you. <laughs> well, we're glad you're back. Even no, if you're I'm not very co- coherent. You're not Actually, really coherent. We're I've been glad better you're than I've been in a while. I had I had a bit of a rough patch, but I'm doing better, huh? You're not hungover. I'm not. You're not hungover. I'm not. You're doing I'm not better. Hungover. You're clear-headed. You're Let's bright-eyed. Let's not go crazy. But I'm not hungover. What? 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 I'm not what's, on any step. What step but are you I'm, on now? When do you get to the making amends I think, part? What step is it when you yeah, apologize, apologize to your I will never co-host. do that. But I am also ready yeah. to... I have been very, very absent on Facebook, that. and I have missed all of my friends on there dearly. So I'm ready to... I'm ready. I'm going to get back on Facebook and say hi and start wishing people happy birthday again because I've been a slacker on that. Well... I, even though you you you're having problems with your, you know, 
Oh uh, my God! Or, your orientation in terms of time, we are we are glad that you are back. And now let me introduce someone. I just saw him I know you've missed Brandy when since you've been or away. Friday, a man who yeah. is. <laughs> <Fact>. <laughs> See what I mean? See what I mean? Uh, a man who has known, you know, nah. these are these are turbulent times, Brandy, and we all are looking for answers um, with this uh, with this p- uh, pandemic. We've had racial uh, unrest. We've had uh, we know got this election coming up, and in these times, we look for a safe harbor, and m- many people, Brandy, look. To our good friend, to be that safe safe harbor, to tell them that everything is going to be okay. He is known as By an no oasis one. in the desert of despair. A man who is well, he's been called he the most dangerous man not. in podcasting today. And nope. the Yoda of podcasting. The, a best, I've been called the Yoda nope, of podcasting. The Yoda Because you speak uh, in podcast. circles. That's why you call it the Yoda of podcasting. A man who... Jesus, fuck. Um, nope. <laughs> Insult um, me, A best-selling you. author. A man, a man who is um, renowned. What the hell is going on with you, Ted Cruz? Why are you kissing his ass? Just fucking introduce him so we can get on with it. <laughs> Lindsay. The very honorable, very honorable, Charles Beauregard, Hawk Waters III. I forgot he's a colonel and a reverend. <laughs> how are you? How are you, Colonel? There's a shocker. If at all. I'm not good, Timmy. I'm not good. Oh, no. What's, what's wrong? What's well, Timmy, wrong? you know I got, I got some extra room in the basement, and uh, I decided mm-hmm. to uh, build a room down here, Timmy. And then once I decided to buy build a room, I decided that you know I'm watching the news and uh, we have this this COVID thing. You're going making on a fucking bunker, aren't you? you? Know, they, they can't come. You're up making with a, a bunker. I am making a bunker, Tim. So, so, so you picked up on that the whole pandemic thing. It, it, apparently, it's pretty ugly out there, Timmy. It, it's got it's like a goddamn hellscape apocalypse out there, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm really worried about the second Go wave. To Chuck's I'm house. gonna hide. Yeah, so I got myself all bunkered up down here, but uh, Logan keeps coming down here and getting into my stuff, and uh, all my rations are disappearing, Timmy. And I think it's uh, Logan needs to go. Stuff. What kind of rations do you have there in your in your basement? Well, most of my rations consist of bullets, Timmy. Uh, I just it, see here's here's what I figure. All these people can stock up on water and food and everything else, Timmy. But if I got bullets, mm-hmm. I can take that water. Doesn't that sound like a good plan? Uh, that's a good point, yeah. Brandy. That's a good. A that's a good bunker. point. Yeah. I don't know at what point they are Heaven's yeah. Gate. Wait a minute. At, you could be on. You could be know, on. What's that? But name? at what point What's Heaven's Gate? Gate do we start to worry? Doomsday preppers. You know, oh, oh he is prepper. A doomsday prepper. Yeah, he's a doomsday but, prepper. Know, evidently, Logan needs to go if he keeps getting into your rations. Yeah, Logan doesn't. He, he keeps getting into my rations, and it's mostly my Coke Zero. But um, hey, that shit's hard to come by. 
No, all of a sudden it's all of a sudden you can find it. Now I even found caffeine free yesterday. I don't know what happened, what changed in the world, but all of a sudden it's available now. Well, it's back I was having to buy it black market. It's I was like having to buy it out of the, the back. Condo. I was having to buy it out of some guy's yeah. trunk. I was having to buy that Kroger Ew. brand stuff. Ew. The Cola O is what they called it. Big K. Cola, yeah, Gross. Cola O, Timmy. Ugh. I was mm. getting by. I was getting by. It's like really, it's really like methadone. It's not as good as the other stuff, but it'll keep you from breaking out <laughs> into a sweat and, you know, urinating That's on yourself. Great. Well, Colonel. Um, is that your only complaint? I'm sure, it's so not. we can move on to the. Well, and and episode. I'm working on a vaccine, Timmy. So I hope to have some some news on that. <laughs> um, oh, good. Well, we we are looking forward to that. I see a lot of people are signing up to be infected with COVID. Fuck <laughs> yes, they are. Well, my uh, my vaccine is actually for chickenpox, but <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. I'm letting other people. Maybe we can do a whole episode on it, like we did for um, Albert Sabin uh, in the, the whole box in the, uh, the polio. The the epi- no the episode that you that was the polio that you wrote. The fr- yeah. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the only one I ever wrote, Timmy. <laughs> he he wrote he wrote this script, and it's uh, I don't uh, it was Salk. Uh, yeah. Jonas Stark uh, or uh, Salk, right? And, and his him. only point was he didn't he did he didn't take a he didn't do a yeah. what is it a copyright or a patent on it or whatever because he wanted to share it with the world that was his whole old point of the whole fucking script and we had what like another forty minutes we had it, to fill it was, which it was you know three pages not a problem me, I, I guess you know I think <laughs> once this shithole year is over we really need to take a couple episodes and do like a best of twenty twenty. Like things that have happened. I mean, if if there is any, we mm. need to do some. I don't. Even I don't know. Need, what well, we no. Find, and I, when I say best of 2020, I mean because there is nothing. But I'm just thinking, you know, like a recap on this shithole year. I mean, we won't be able to do it in one episode, clearly. But you know, we can do one on, you know, the pandemic. We can do one on, you know, other things that have happened, Russia, all kinds of stuff. This is just well, we're almost, and we're almost through it. I think that's a good idea. And we're in October. Let's. Well, we might be through it, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, let's just hope that the. I'm telling you what, though, on if we lose 31st, Betty White, yeah. I'm and joining Chuck in the bunker, and we're not coming out ever. Well, you should bring your own. Whatever is it? What is Pop it that you eat in your office? I will bring my own pop tarts. Yes, bring your own pop tarts. I took Timmy. Did I tell you my son has the COVID? Oh yeah. Taylor had the COVID. Now, are you yeah. serious? Yes. No, I didn't know that. Yes, he did. How, was was it? Did he? I mean, did he get Not sick? Not nary or? a sniffle, Timmy. He's Not he's an outbreak monkey. Well, he's a super spreader. I hope that he's he. He should, <laughs> you know, <laughs> last week I heard something that I never thought I would hear in my life. And that was a reporter shouting to the president of the United States, asking him a question 
Mr. President, oh my God. are you a super spreader? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's something you don't expect you don't to hear. hear. <laughs> no. See, now, had I been president, I would have said that was Kennedy. Uh, that was Kennedy, goddammit, not Clinton. me. <laughs> I, you know, I would have, you know, because they, they said that, you know, Trump, when he, he gave his speech last week to show that he was over the COVID, I know, I know he had this planned story. to tear off his shirt and there would be yes! a Superman I was trying to figure out if they, were, if they were trying to yank my chain. No. No, no, no. His staff had oh to talk God. him out of it. You know what? His staff had to talk him out. You know, now... Oh my God! That, oh. that would have been the best I thing ever. I gotta tell you, in fairness to Trump, now I don't know if any of you have ever had to take a a, a, a thing of pre, a yes, course of it's terrible. But it'll make you goddamn crazy. It'll make you. It'll put you right out well, of your that, goddamn in, mind. You know, it's like you want to eat everything. Yeah. I mean, and it doesn't matter. Like you're just like, oh look, glue. You know, I mean, and you. I, that's well, what. You, you're basically like Jack Nicholson oh, in The Shining on a bunch of marijuana. And that's, you want to eat everything, but then you, know, you want to look up at everybody and stab them with, in the, yes. with the fork you're eating with. It just makes you crazy. I don't yes. want to. I don't want to. Um, I want to get into the story, but you know, my dad was. My dad had uh, pneumonia, and they put him on prednisone, and um, he had picked up. A um, it's uh, worms in, oh, like yeah. in the in the Second World War that lay dormant and all you know for like fifty years, and when they gave him that prednisone, it was like putting um, fire or gasoline on a fire, and those fuckers, you know, uh, you know, I guess it was laying dormant. Whatever they. He started, they got in a system, they filled up his lungs, Damn. almost killed him. Damn. And it was because, because they were supposed to check, you know, someone in my dad's age range, they were supposed to check for this, you know, this parasite or whatever, because it was common uh, for soldiers to pick up. But it had the, it had laid dormant for 50 years, and when he put him on prednisone, those things woke up, and he had Ew, worms like filling up rage. his lungs. The worms had roid rage. So, yeah, it's like uh, you know you see the yeah. what's that show Monsters Inside Me or whatever. Yeah. It was like one, uh, one, one, one of those deals. So. All right, do, let's uh, get into they the story. Asked me to cause... do a show to me, the monster outside. No, they didn't. Me. But I would. I, I could not. <laughs> Is that about your co-host, <laughs> your podcasting <laughs> yeah, co-host? Yeah, the the monster beside me. All right, let's, me. let's they talk. Was talking about oh. work, the monster beside <laughs> me. Let's talk about the great Did it Halifax, happen in Halifax explosion, shall we, Brandy? It did in Canada, the Canadian port city of Halifax, Nova Scotia, or as me, my friends and I call it, NS, yeah, NS, was devastated. Was devastated on December sixth, nineteen seventeen, one day before the Colonel's Are birth. You sure, not the year, but the day the Colonel was born. The colonel was born on December 7th, the date that will live in infamy, and uh, we would like everyone to... I think the Japanese were trying to bomb that hospital. That and just thoughts, Chris. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, uh, this is in 1917, though. So this was the First World War. When two ships collided in the city's harbor. The great one. Yeah, the Great War. The war to end all wars. Um, two ships collided in the city's harbor. One of them was a munitions ship loaded with explosives bound for Europe, of course, which was in the midst of World War One. What followed this uh, after this um, clu- um, this wreck was one of the largest human-made explosions prior to the detonation of the first atomic bombs in 1945. The whole north end of Halifax was wiped out by the blast, and to make matters worse, the blast caused a tsunami that um, killed a bunch of people, and the, the, the city uh, relief efforts were hampered the next day when a blizzard hit Halifax. Now, see, I'm a, so, I'm a glass half full kind of guy, Timmy, and I view that tsunami as uh, it it kept the town from burning nice. down, Timmy. With well, an explosion, you're gonna you have know. fires and whatnot. But if you get a good tsunami in there, it'll it'll take care of those fires. I guess they were lucky because I mean it was before the Spanish flu. Right. You I mean they could have threw that in there as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, that's. A- and they had their own little 2020. Um, nearly 2,000 people died. Another 9,000 were maimed or blinded. The light. A lot of people were blinded okay. by the shrapnel and glass. Yeah, the glass and stuff. Uh, and more than 25,000 were left without shelter. So it was quite the day there in uh, on December 6th. 1917. I, I imagine you Halifax. had to adjust your whole society to, to uh, if having that many blind people just stumbling about the city, Timmy. Well, it, you know it, it. You run. You run short of uh, those little really? states. and dogs, uh, and and dark sunglasses. Yeah, and dogs. And dogs. Yeah. So, are we done making fun of blind you people? You started now? it. I'm just saying, if you, had, you know. I'm, uh, I didn't know. I was say, I merely don't, saying don't remember that. that if you had such a large population of blind people, you would have to adapt your infrastructure. Well, to and the funny thing that. is, I could totally picture like some teenage girl sitting there with her friend on December 6th going, oh, my God, nothing ever happens here. We need to get out of here. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. 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 This sucks. Boring. Go ahead. I'm, Why I'm are you thinking about, about that? What the fuck? Uh, See, that would be. <laughs> I'm just. I mean, in, in that you instance, to me, I'm just wondering how difficult it would be. I mean, you know, because you could, Chuck, you could put it in the wrong Chuck, place if you're not careful. Well, I think you could tell by the sound if you got I, the wrong place or not. Charles, <laughs> the scream. Charles, I know we made a pact. Yes, sir. Yes, but I'm afraid when Timmy dies, you're going to have to be the one that goes and gets all the cookies and stuff off of his computer. I'm not touching that. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't know. Do I? I'm going to do that. I, but I, I imagine, yeah, there's there's a whole section of blind things on, oh my uh, God. on Hamster, Timmy. You think there's a, a blind in, Yeah, porn? it's in Braille. Yeah. 
Do they have like the little person doing? <laughs> they have the little person yes, because that's the, the uh, that's the signing. issue when you're well, blind I, I, is the I, sign language person up in the corner. <laughs> fucking shit! Oh yeah, that would Chuck, be that. really, right. that would be really that. Chuck. You are gonna have to go and erase <laughs> the stuff on his computer because I'm not touching it. I can't. <laughs> But the but the good thing about so, this to me, if there was anything positive that came out of it, it was the it was the first, and and we may have covered some of this in your in your dead ball podcast. Oh. To me, it was the uh, the first blind baseball you know, that came out to me. Oh really? There is not maybe blind a hockey shower yeah. in this world that I could take that would allow me to touch your computer. <laughs> you know what would be fucked up? Seriously, is if like there was a blind hockey league, and you don't really, and and the referee would just pretend to put the puck yeah. down on the ice, well, and you just <laughs> be beating the hell out of one of your. Why teammates? don't you just make the <laughs> hockey puck, or why don't you just make the referee blind too, <laughs> full blind? Well, that wouldn't be any fun. Well, I no, I just think it would be kind of interesting, a social experiment. Sort I think of way. actually, see wait a minute. A I think actually referee. that there are people who, um, who are whatever blind or have diminished sight, and they play with a puck that emits a noise. So, hmm. Now that seems like an unfair advantage to me. Yes. Doesn't yes. seem equal to me. It's a total it unfair advantage that they you know, can't la- see the puck it, and only hear it. You know, doesn't. Yeah, unfair, unfair. Well, I mean, what would the goalie do? Unfair. I mean, he wouldn't. <laughs> where the damn thing well, was at? First of all, the goalie I is mean, where I you just put the guy the that's like legally blind, but he can't, he can't drive, but he can still see a little. That's where you put that guy. Yes, that's oh, where you with put the great big glasses. Yeah. Like Perfect. the Coke, Coke bottles. Okay. Um, fishing. You know, last okay. week. How would you even score in blind gymnastics, Timmy? What? You'd have to do it. You know, that would be tough. To that would be tough, system, Timmy. They'd have to come back that and would, say that would be I tough. Did three half or I, blind ice skating. I did three half gam, camels and. Whatever you know, and you tell the yeah, judges. camel toe. They did yeah, a cam- they have a camel right. toe, don't they? <laughs> um, um, yeah. So I don't know. Oh, I was you know my friend and I in college we had a plan to open up a blind travel agency. I mean, not we wouldn't be blind, of course, <laughs> because you know we have sight. But we would take people like they wanted to go to they wanted to go to see like London or something. And then we would really just fly them around for like a couple hours and land, and then like speak with a British accent and say, "Oh, there's you know there's the Tower of London." Oh my god! Ride. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you just drove around in circles, blind tours, blind tours, tours. Stop. Blind tours. Yeah. yeah exactly. Can you, a Grand hey, Canyon. I mean, you really wouldn't have the. Expense. This is Grand hey. Canyon right here. Uh, Look at that. Don't no, hey, no. Back up a step. Tell me about yeah. Halifax. Yeah. Oh. Well, I want to, but last Sunday, Nina was here, and she was telling us that she was telling us about her lesbian. She was in a lesbian uh, hockey, hockey league, league. Yeah. right, Colonel? Yeah. And it's much like your uh, uh, lesbian softball league. Only Perfect. they Tell play me about hockey softball. Fully excited. 
They used to they get in fights. It did not, and they it didn't happen. Their, uh, and it wasn't last and Sunday. Pull their hair, pull yeah. each other's hair. Come on. That's what she said. I'm just. Re- she may have I'm said it, but it wasn't last Sunday. But go ahead. All right. So, Halifax is the capital of the Canadian province of Nova Scotia, up there by the Bay of Fundy. I'm sure you've been uh, in the Bay of Fundy, I've been right, there. Didn't we just buy Nova so. Scotia, Timmy? No, the Cur- no. He yes. Trump wanted to buy Greenland, didn't he? He wanted to trade yeah. Puerto Rico for Greenland. Yeah, but I thought when we couldn't get, I think it, maybe we, we made settled for Nova. I don't Scotia. think it's for sale. I mean, it kind of makes sense. I mean, we're getting short shank. I mean, well, Greenland is bigger than Puerto Look, Rico, but I've not they don't seen have either of those nice places weather. on Zillow, so, so they're not for sale. So go ahead. Halifax is the capital of the Canadian province of Nova Scotia. It has a population of 403,000 people. That was in 2016. I should have said, actually, 403,131. Either give me 2020 numbers or 1917 numbers. What the fuck do I care what happened in 2016? Because that's the last... You couldn't find something closer to 1917? They're weird up there. Oh, my God. I did Whatever. my best. All I can do is my best. I, I could have told have. you it was 2020. You wouldn't have known I the difference. Have. You don't have a head count. But now here we are. Halifax is a major. Halifax is a major economic center in Atlantic Atlantic Canada, with a large concentration of government services and private sector companies. In 1917, Halifax was a very busy wartime port city. The First World War was underway for three years uh, and exposing Canadian servicemen to injury, death, and hardship, despite what the colonel says, but bringing prosperity to the port city of Halifax. Uh, so they were benefiting from World War I. After decades of hard economic times, the city was a hub of um, Canada's war effort. Remember, Canada was in the First World War uh, and the Second World War before we were because they were part of the British Empire, right? So um, the city became a very busy port and helped with the uh, Canadian war effort with one of the finest and deepest ice-free harbors in North America. It was one of the finest and deepest, Colonel. One of the finest and deepest. I, I've used that term a number of times, Timmy. Mm-hmm. It was fine and it was deep. Uh, <laughs> Halifax. <laughs> didn't hit the ceiling. Was, Timmy. Uh, Halifax <laughs> was the port through which tens of thousands of Canadians, British, uh, British Empire and American troops passed on their way to the battlefields of Europe or on their way home. Uh, the city's population of nearly 50,000 was swollen by the influx of troops and by Canadians and British naval officials supervising activity in the ports. Millions of tons of supplies also passed through the por- port in route to the war, including uh, wheat, lumber, coal, food, 
munitions and armaments um, arriving by rail and departing on ships, you know, and then they'd have their escort, of course, that would take uh, take them to uh, England and France. The harbor was not only home to Canada's fledging Royal Canadian Navy, but also a base for uh, Royal Navy vessels and merchant ships from around the world, needing repair and resupply. In short, Halifax was a key city in the Allied war effort, pitting the British Empire and her allies against Kaiser Wilhelm and the German Empire. All of this activity boosted the economy, of course, uh, made jobs plentiful, and gave the small city a buzz its residents had not experienced in decades. Civilians, uh, migrants arrived in, uh, oh, civilian migrants arrived in search for available work at the dockyards and rail yards. Uh, They also found work at the sugar uh, refinery and other factories. Women also took up paid jobs once filled by men who were not aware of who were now away at the war, soldiers and sailors. I don't know. He's walking away. So so anyway, you get the idea, Brandy. It's a very busy place to be, and it's it's hopping. Now, when women went to work to, when the men were at war, and the women went to work in defense factories and stuff, or in these ports, Brandy, how, who was providing the Well, I'm the sure that there were service. enough women to go around that, that that service did not, um, they didn't have to give that up. Oh, probably with all those probably sailors. Probably more money, don't you think? Because it's supply and demand. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, sailors. They, they like prostitutes. Yeah. Despite, uh, uh, despite its whores in, in Europe, the war created wealth and opportunity for many people in Halifax, but also uh, boosted demand there you for go. bootleg liquor and prostitution. There you go. Uh, upsetting the Victorian-era morals and sensibilities of those living in Halifax. So, so it's a, it's a Victorian, you know, they they had a Victorian era, you know, this is the turn of the 20th century, so they're still, Brandy, very uh, prudish. And so... When the war, when all these uh, sailors, you know how sailors are, Brandy, they cuss, they smoke. I do they, all those things, and I'm not a sailor. This upset him. Well, I'm, are you I'm sure, sure you never, never sail just a little? Hmm. I'm not. I really. So you're am not, not like Christopher Cross. Yes. I know. You know, I didn't know he was. He's still got alive. The COVID too, Timmy. Yeah, he's got he the COVID. He was paralyzed by the well, COVID. Well, I mean, we're we're assuming he's still alive. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. he really? I didn't know he was paralyzed. So, I take back my in, well, inappropriate. I think, he, I, I think he got his feeling back, but he got Boy, this, paralyzed by the COVID. What? Did it paralyze his what penis? do you care? I don't know. 
Well, that's an important <laughs> thing. If you had I'm a sure penis, he cares. Oh devil. We go around getting this penis paralyzing disease. I'm just staying in my bunker. I ain't even taking my chances to get more supplies. You obviously have never obviously. had a paralyzed penis, Brandy. Much of the uh, much of Halifax industrial activity <clears throat> was centered uh, in the working class neighborhood of Richmond, in Halifax's North End. It was a tightly knit community of wooden homes, schools, and churches. Unpaved streets crisscrossed the slopes of Richmond, leading down to the harbor where factories, naval, naval piers, a sprawling uh, dry dock, and railway yard busted, busted, busted bustled, with, uh, bustled. Bristle, I don't know. Bristling. With bustling act, and bristling. With, with activity. You know, to me, really quickly, with to inject here. Tip. You know, you see those commercials for the Viagra and the Cialis, and it says if you have an erection yeah. lasting more than four hours. Mm-hmm. If you don't have an erection that lasts four hours, you, you're just not doing it right, Timmy. Don't you think? I mean. Well, I agree. Yeah. That's I. That just occurred to me. It's a random thought that the colonel had, but I always say, well, what kind of rookies? You know who doesn't have? You know, Brady, who doesn't have an erection Cross. lasting four hours? Christopher, Christopher Cross. Cross. Because he has, great hair. he has a paralyzed Unless penis paralyzed from the COVID. in erect states. Mm-mm. Do what? Unless he got a woody and it got paralyzed then. Then he'd have it made oh in the God. hospital. Brandy, have you have you ever given much nope, thought but to I love his hair. Cross's penis? Well, it's not far You know, down he's been to paradise. the... Uh, this is not for me. He, it's sailing. He did, oh, yeah, that was that song from... Uh, Pan, right? Takes me away. Oh, sailing. I'm talking about the... Didn't he do the song from 10? The movie yeah, 10 with did, Bo yeah. Derrick and uh, Dudley Moore? Dudley Moore was short. I bet he didn't have a very big penis. And have you thought ever. about Dudley Moore's I penis? I rarely lately, think about Brandon? Dudley Moore. He's dead now. He's dead. He's dead. He was one funny son bitch though. He was funny, but he's dead. He's British, mm-hmm. wasn't he? He ain't funny anymore. Jesus. They're funny. In early December. In early December, well, they're more funny than Canadians. Mm-hmm. I mean, Canadians, and they're not prudish. They don't get upset when there's a lot of prostitutes around like these people in Halifax. Oh, do. my gosh. In early, in early December of 1917, one of the merchant ships in port was the large uh, Norwegian vessel uh, called uh, Emo. Imo? Imo brandy? Emo? It was IMO, the IMO, Timmy. IMO. Let's go. The IMO. It was a large it was a large Norwegian vessel. That's that's Is a it? euphemism, mm-hmm. Colonel. Yeah. They're talking As about they're the talking large, about a guy. I've I've heard the term large Irish vessel a number of times in my life, Timmy. <laughs> large Irish vessel. 
really, we're not talking here, though, in this, in this sense, Brandy, when I use the term large Norwegian vessel, I'm not talking about a well-endowed man from <laughs> Oslo. I'm talking about this ship you don't even know called, what it's Emo, called IMO. That was in, en route to Halifax, uh, to New York, to pick up some relief supplies uh, for the beleaguered population of war-torn Belgium. Because you know Belgium, it went, it was, went through a hard time during the war. The words Belgium relief uh, were emblazoned uh, in large block letters on the side of the ship Emo, IMO. Okay? So very clearly marked. Mm-hmm. As a Belgium relief ship, Randy. Now, another ship, uh, a French munition ship, Blanc. Mont Blanc. Mont Blanc. Which I assume in English is White Mountain. Mont, Mont Blanc. Which I think is White Mountain. Wouldn't that the make sense? The big white to me. The big Mont, white. Big white. Is that what it means? Okay. And it was filled Benzoil. with benzoy, Benzo. A... Pickering. The high explosive picric acid, TNT, and gun cotton. And it was arriving no. from TNT, Halifax. To I'm dynamite. No. TNT. They People don't. People like when I sing, devil. Because I'm uh, TNT. Oh, you see this, see this one. I'm dynamite. Hoy. Yes. Hoy. Thank you for the backup. Hoy. 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 Anyway, this ship, this Mont Blanc, uh, was arriving in Halifax to join the convoy uh, across the Atlantic. And before the war, the, the port of Halifax was under civilian control, and ships carrying uh, arms or explosives were not allowed into the inner uh, reaches of the harbor for safety reasons, which would... Um, proved to be a very important um, precaution that they didn't follow. Uh, however, the British Admiralty uh, assumed command of the port in wartime, and ships such as the Mont Blanc, which is ex- with its explosives, were now permitted through the harbor uh, and into the basin there. Now, so it's there. Ships with explosives are now allowed in the inner harbor, and it makes for a dangerous situation. That's what I'm getting at. So now we had ships uh, ship filled with highly explosive cargo entering a densely populated harbor. And I city. don't know what could okay. go wrong, Brandy. Tell well, me. Well, let me tell let me tell you, Brandy. The Emo right. that was the release ship, you know, the Belgium release ship. It was departing the harbor on the morning of December 6th, 1917. It was all slow. The email was em- all slow to me. Kind of sulked through the well, it had, it had black it eyeliner. It had supply. It had like, attitude, you know, food yeah. and ca- candy yeah, bars. Black eyeliner. And Hershey and bars. Listen to, listen to a uh, lot of The Cure. That's what was on the radio. So... So uh, this was so it, it's it's making it's, it departed from the harbor on the morning of December 6, 1917. It had emerged from the Bedford Basin uh, and was traveling south through the Narrows. Now, when you think the word it does Narrows, it should tell you something, Brandy, that you don't have a, you don't have a lot of room. The harbor's tightest navigation section mm-hmm. was called the Narrows. Um, 
You don't want a and big it was vessel moving going on through the narrows, Timmy. It yes, creates a lot yes. of noise from I've... the neighbors. And there's a lot of friction there, uh-huh. if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Maybe if they would have properly okay, so, lubed oh my God. the IMO, Timmy, it would have made it through the the narrow. Covered it in butter. Yeah, makes mm-hmm. sense. Now, Emo's path required uh, incoming shifts to pass to its right or its starboard side. Rather than to its left, because the or emo side, which was the emo customary. was not bowing down so to the man, are, he was going to do the things he wanted to do. Right. Right. So emo had an experienced local harbor pilot on board by the name of William Hayes. Willie Hayes. Wonder if he was bald. Was a bald-headed black guy. Oh my Willie, Hayes. Willie Hayes. Who uh, who knew the navigation rules of the harbor? So he knew the rules. Wasn't my fault. However, don't look at me. me. However, early encounters that morning with two inbound vessels moving toward the Bedford Basin, both of which had both of which Emu had passed on the starboard uh, side. Resulted in uh, the unusual position that Emu now occupied too far to the east on the wrong side of the narrow. So basically, pass backwards, yeah. It's in the wrong lane, right? It's, yeah, yeah, it's not, yeah. Get in your own lane, Emu. The Mont Blanc, the one, you know, the ship with all the explosives, had arrived outside of Halifax the previous day and anchored overnight at the mouth of the harbor. So they, you know, it was it kept it away from the people, but now it was time for it to move into the harbor. So on the morning of December 6th, the ship was cleared by the uh, harbor authorities to proceed toward the Bedford basement. And it would come in, you know, uh, conflict with Emu, which was going in the opposite direction. It's an emu so is now a big Randy ass bird. will tell us what happens next. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. hilarity so, ensued. So despite the Mont Blanc's dangerous cargo, there was no special protocol for the passage of munition ships into the harbor. Other ships, such as the Emo, were not ordered to hold their positions that morning until the Mont Blanc had made safe passage through the port. Francis Mackey, Mont Blanc's pilot. What? Frank. What? Frank. You call him Frank? I call him Frank. All I right. call him Frank. Yeah. Well, he Francis was piloting. Mack. Yes, he was piloting the Mont Mack Blanc. the knife. And he was guiding the ship inbound on the Dartmouth side of the Narrows when he encountered the Emo heading straight toward him in what he believed was Mont Blanc's lane. In my lane. Yes. Stay in your lane. That is. That is the. Uh, that is. If you it, learn nothing else from our podcast, 
Stay in your lane. So Mackie would later maintain that the emo was moving at an unsafe speed for such a large, unwieldy ship in the harbor. And also that... Seven knots. So you were speeding. And also, you made that up, and also that incoming ships, in this case the Mont Blanc, had the right-of-way over outgoing vessels. This feels like one of those like weird... This feels like one of those no, weird parking, what the, like, what, what, parking space. What the fuck is the emu things? Sounds like a judge. It really does. Episode to me. I bet it. I bet this ends up in Wapner. That's my guess. So, regardless of the accuracy of those claims, which is which is certain, uh, which is certain is that the emo was sailing too far e- too far to the east, in what should have been Mont Blanc's path. After a series of whistles and miscommunications between the officers and pilots on the two ships, a failed maneuver, well, failed maneuvers to avoid a collision, the Emo struck the starboard bow of the Mont Blanc. After a few moments, the two ships parted, leaving a gash in Mont Blanc's hull and generating sparks that ignited volatile grains of dry picric acid stored below its decks. No. Yep, that's not good. Uh, I'm concerned about, you know, the miscommunication with the messed Um, up signal. So, anyway, so the Mont Blanc is on fire. And for nearly 20 minutes, it burned. The fire encompassed... And this, with is, the, all the, and this yeah. is the ship with all uh, the... The fire the encompassed burning drums of benzol, a form of gasoline, on the ship's top deck, sending a huge plume of black smoke into the sky. The spectacle attracted the attention of people on shore, including children on their way to school, and drew many residents to their windows and others towards the ship itself. In the harbor, teams of firefighters and sailors from other ships headed toward Mont Blanc, hoping to put out its fire. Few understood the danger, except for a handful of harbor and naval officials, as well as Frank Mackey. And the French... Right. Yeah, and they, they uh, were running and the French-speaking the crew of the Mont Blanc, who flew the ship... Who, I'm sorry, who fled the ship after the fire broke out. When you see the ship's crew... Heading out, maybe you do the same. Maybe it's time to exit. And you, I know you, you, mis, you misspoke there, Brandy. But the ones that the crew that stayed, they okay. flew the ship. Perfect. In a few minutes. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, yeah. When 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 you see when you see the rescue team run in the opposite direction, yeah. Like you see the fire trucks going away yeah, like you need from to, the yeah. disaster. You may want to. You may want to. So get, they're yeah, rowing out of there. like some crazy motherfuckers in lifeboats for the Dartmouth side of the harbor. <coughs> As they did so, the crippled and burning Mont Blanc drifted toward Pier Six on the Halifax shore, a busy area filled with residential homes, businesses, moored ships, the Royal Canadian. Canadian College of Canada let me stop let me do that again the Royal Naval College of Canada and a large sugar refinery 
I'm going to guess that class, yeah. classes are going to be canceled for today. I would think so, yeah. Just give them a day Two off. men on the Halifax side who had learned that an explosion was imminent were Vincent Coleman, a railway dispatcher in the nearby railway yards, that makes sense, and William Lovett, chief clerk of the yards who was warning people in the yards about Mont Blanc's deadly cargo. Coleman controlled the busy freight and passenger rail traffic coming and going from the Halifax Peninsula. He was about to flee his office when he realized that trains were due to arrive, including the 8.55 a.m. train from St. John, New Brunswick, with hundreds of passengers on board. Well, you know what I would have done, Devil? Timmy, you know what it was time for? To just leave... On that midnight train well, to Georgia. They're going to wish they did. Woo-woo-woo! As, yeah. as the Mont Blanc woo, woo. burned and the minutes ticked by, Coleman mm, stayed at his post, tapping out a message on his telegraph key, warning stations up the line to stop any trains from entering Halifax. I'd rather oh, live so in he, his he, world. He, then get with mm, him, then get live with without him in mine. <laughs> His world, my world, our world. Wow. Their world. All right, so this motherfucker's typing out on Morris code, munitions ship on fire. Well, that was pretty brave of him. I mean, he was going to. I don't he even. Was heading, well, like, he was think about the all of the fucking taps that you have to do to do this sentence. Munition ship on fire, making for Pier 6. Oh, yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, yeah, the St. Yeah. John... Boom. Yeah, the St. John's train... going to go boom. ...was ultimately saved. <laughs> Not because of Coleman's message. Are you kidding? He kept dreaming he'd be a star, <laughs> a superstar, but he didn't get far. Actually, Woo-hoo. the tsunami did carry him quite a ways, but... <clears throat> <laughs> I wonder why he thought he was going to be a superstar. I mean, wouldn't you be just happy to be a star? Yeah, not a superstar. But this motherfucker, yeah, this motherfucker, motherfucker comes, he, he drives up from Atlanta, he takes the train from Atlanta. No, he drives his car yeah. out there and he sells it because he thinks he's going to be a superstar. Not just a star. Well, just starting as a backup a singer would, be, would have been a good start. You know, he didn't want to apprentice. But you, know, <laughs> but, but you know what? He didn't get far. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Woo, woo. Go ahead, Doug. Are you sure? Hit yeah. us with the story, Doug. Come on, Brandy. This is, this is fascinating. People are interested in the story. <sighs> so the St. John's train woo, woo. was ultimately saved, but not because of Coleman's message, but because it was running late and never reached the north end of the city. However, Coleman's message sent in the final minutes of his life were among the earliest alerts received by the outside world about the disaster in Halifax. Yes. The okay, Mont Blanc so was exploded at 9.04 and 35 seconds a.m. Yes, it, it is. That's precise. Do you like how precise I am with my scripts, Colonel? Oh, it's, it's amazing. Um. It sent a shockwave out in all directions, followed by a tsunami that washed violently over the Halifax and Dartmouth shores. More than 2.5 square kilometers of Richmond were totally leveled, either by the blast, the tsunami, 
or the structure fires caused when the buildings collapsed inwards on lanterns, stoves, and furnaces. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You know, if it had been sequenced, like there'd been an explosion, things caught on fire, and right. then the tsunami came, could put out Homes, the fire. offices, church, churches, factories. Timing is everything, Timmy. Time is it. It really is t- timing. That's what she said. Yeah, it is. Homes, offices, ahead, churches, factories, vessels, including the Mont Blanc, the railway station, and freight yards, and hundreds of people in the immediate area were obliterated. Further from... Well, Brandy, you know, I wish you would give this script, this horrific story, Colonel. Horrific story. I wish I wish she would treat it with the seriousness yeah. that it deserves. This is a grim subject. Where's she joshing about? Where's your humanity, lady? <laughs> exactly. Where's your humanity? Do you have no empathy for these people? No compassion? Do you have no decency, yes, ma'am. ma'am? No, no decency. decency. Huh? Are you she done? She has no decency. Thank you. Continue, Further Brandy. from the epicenter, Citadel Hill deflected shot waves away from the south and west ends of Halifax where shattered windows and displaced doors were the predominant damage. The blast shattered windows in the town of Teruro, 75 miles away, and was heard in Prince Edward Island. The crew of the... Now, can you imagine, Colonel, can you imagine everyone, you know, there's dead bodies strewn all over this harbor. You know, the morgues are filled, you know, firemen trying to put up... And this motherfucker up on the hills complaining about he's got to replace his yeah, door. Yeah, I know the noise. He's go. He goes down to Home Depot. <laughs> you know, it, it's nothing <laughs> but ash and his door yeah. and a frame. The yeah. uh, let's see. Uh, uh, the crew of the fishing boat Wave, working off the coast of Massachusetts, even claimed to have heard the boom rumbling across the ocean. The blast. Sh- 
the blast shot vaporized sections of the Mont Blanc upwards into a great fireball. The large shank of the ship's anchor was sent flying across the city and over the northwest arm nearly four miles away, where it remains to this day. I'll tell you, see, <laughs> let, let's just stop for one minute. <clears throat> no, one, no, one went, no one went and picked up the anchor. <laughs> let's just stop and... Yeah, this uh, this writing. Go ahead, to me, I, I'm sitting here, and and I can just picture what happened. I I just have to have to commend you on the writing here, devil. And I wish the devil would put a well, little. Can you imagine the motherfucker having his breakfast, like you know, sitting having his <laughs> breakfast four four miles Falls away out of the in sky. this fucking anchor lands <laughs> on your car? God. You know, you know something's wrong when you when that happens. <laughs> and those are big anchors, Timmy. But I just yeah. want to say this writing, Timmy. I'm just sitting here, and I can picture every detail, every grim detail of this thing, Timmy. Well, th- well, thank you, Colonel. I, 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 I try to, you know, give my, uh, you know, I'm trying to make this script and and, and appreciate the the seriousness of and it, just the devastation it the that it these deserves, people. Timmy. The people went through, you know, this was a very painful, this, you know, this, you know, killed a lot of people and, and, and people were left maimed and blinded by this. And Brandy just, you know, she just like, it's, you know, she just yeah. makes jokes yeah, about just it. Like it's, she's, just, it's disheartening. It really like she's is. talking about a trip through Disneyland or something. She has no, she has no sense of decency. She has no sense Morality. of remorse and she. No. Are you fuckers about done? Because I'm actually going to come to a really good part where you can feel free to make fun of this shit. Oh, okay. But if you just hold the fuck on for just a minute with your fucking flap traps, just a minute. Let me get to it. Are you good? Okay. Well, do, do I know you what, know, what? even know what the date is? Today? Do you even know what the date is? <laughs> You seem to have a problem with dates and time and that spatial sort of relations. Well, I do have problems with that, but this is yeah. yeah. So Continue, the emo was Brandy. tossed like a toy onto the Dartmouth shoreline. Meanwhile, burning metal fragments of the Mont Blanc showered down on Halifax, along with a black rain of carbon particles. Well, that's got to be yeah, kind of shitty. People were also well, yeah. That doesn't show up. It doesn't show up on your weather app. Not usually. It's, uh, <laughs> it's raining it's not. metal parts outside. <laughs> when you it's know raining, what else men. doesn't show up on your weather app? A fly that doesn't either. <laughs> flying anchor. Yeah, <laughs> uh, okay, so people were also thrown, or sorry, people were also blown through the sky. Where and how they landed? Stop. <laughs> where and how they landed largely determined whether they lived or died. Charles Mayers third officer of the vessel Middleham Castle uh, was picked up and dropped nearly a mile from his ship landing atop Fort Needham Hill in nearby Richmond. This is kind of my favorite part because I'm not exactly sure why. I was wet when I came down he said hold plate. Wait a minute. Hold on. I had no clothes on when I came to what? <laughs> Except my boots. Except my boots. Sounds like Except my boots. Sounds like a Saturday night. 
So this guy <laughs> comes, falls out of the sky. He had his boots. I mean, if he's, in all fairness, if he's a mile away, well, it's a good guy thing comes down out of the sky, wet, buck naked, with his galoshes on. Come on now. Well, but at least he doesn't have to walk barefooted well, on the shrapnel to get back. You know, Colonel. You know, Colonel. One of the things I used to do when I was a kid, I, you know, I, I wasn't cruel. I don't. I, I don't want you to think that I was cruel. But if I saw a little ant, mm-hmm. you know, like walking across the sidewalk, yeah. you know, it take him like forty-five minutes to get on one side of the sidewalk to the other. Sometimes I would pick them up and put them back to the original <laughs> place. The spot, yeah. So this guy's yeah. this guy's <laughs> fallen out of the sky. He's got his so this guy on. and his galoshes. Right, so there was a little girl near me, and I asked her, "What do you wonder?" I wonder what. Okay, go ahead. No, I I was wondering. I mean, it had to be a shock for the well, people sure. around him when he come flying out of the sky with you know naked. Just his boots. <laughs> what? It's a bird. It's a plane. Look, you know, in all in all his glory. Why does that happen? Like, all your clothes are blown off except for your boots? Or are you standing there shaving after a shower with just your boots on? Like, what? Why do you have on no clothes? You know, when I... I think they they were blown off. I think that was the point. Because I I did read... Well, they're tied up. Maybe had him fastened. You know, you know that he was uh, he was sporting a sporting Woody. I mean, there's no way to not do that (laughs) once you get blown through the air for a mile and land. I mean, you're gonna get up. You're gonna have quite a bit of excitement, blood coursing through your veins and every vein, and you know, he was not. Well, here's the thing. There was a little. Wait a minute. What? You know what my favorite line? Mm-hmm. My favorite line in that move or in that yes. song, Brandy. You know, Brandy, you're a fine girl. Is when <laughs> when they talk about her seeing his rage and glory. <laughs> She's talking. No, you dumbass. She's talking about the ocean. Yes, she does. She's talking about when he tells stories about his adventures. She can hear the ocean's raging glory. We oh my God! What you fuckers! How many times? How many times in my life do you think I've heard that fucking song? That's what he's talking about. So stop! I don't know what your all's deal well, is he, he with boners today, but truth, let's settle yeah. down. The one thing about that guy, Timmy, he had always told Lonnie was truth. an honest man. Lord, he was, he was an honest man. All right, so mm-hmm. and Brandy, she did I her know. best to understand. Now, Brandy. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna wait a minute. I'm gonna read yeah. this whole sentence, and I want you to just shut up while I do it. All right. Oh, what happened? So I was wet when I came down. I had on no clothes, and when I came to except my boots, there was a little girl near me, and she and I asked her where we were. She was crying and said she didn't know. Some men gave me a pair of trousers and a rubber coat with his rubber boots. Who has a rubber coat? Well, that's goddamn amazing. A rubber coat? I got a rubber Uh, coat right here. So the neighborhood of Richmond was an apocalyptic scene. Trees and telegraph poles were snapped. Houses were turned into piles of splintered wood or split open, partially collapsed, or on fire. 
On the waterfront, the railway yards were destroyed, as were a single, or I'm sorry, as were a series of large pier, piers once jutting into the harbor. Even larger stone or concrete buildings, such as the Richmond Printing Company, were reduced to rubble. Bewildered survivors, including those injured or in shock, wandered or crawled amid the wreckage, trying to make sense of what happened. If the explosion itself had not caused enough damage, it triggered a small tsunami that did even more damage and hampered relief efforts. Across Halifax, there were miraculous stories of survival and equally stories of tragedy. Many children were killed on their walk to school that morning or blinded by flying glass. Those that survived the blast stumbled home only to find their houses shattered or their parents dead or wounded among the wreckage. About 1,600 people died instantly, including, including hundreds of children. Roughly 400 more died from their injuries in the days that followed. The explosion and its flying debris decapitated some, took the limbs of others, and left many with burns, fractures, and open wounds. Morgue records... F- How'd you like to just wander out into your garden and find an arm or God, that would, a leg? God, that'd be crazy. I wonder how many yard gnomes had dis- disappeared in this whole... Yard gnomes? I don't know. I don't know about yard gnomes. That's not in the script. Uh, let's see. Morgue records from 1918 show 1,631 known dead or missing. Uh, about a third of them were under the age of 15. By 2004, the number of dead had been revised at 1,946. 9,000 more were wounded, including hundreds of hundreds blinded or partially blinded by flying glass. More than 1,500 buildings were destroyed and 12,000 buildings were damaged. 25,000 people were made homeless or lacked proper shelter after the explosion. A problem made worse by the winter blizzard that struck Halifax the next day. Total property damage amounted to an estimated $35 million. Um, Relief efforts were slow at first, with many of the city's fire trucks destroyed or disabled. The tsunami had hampered those efforts by flooding access roads and rail lines. Relief efforts were further thwarted by a blinding blizzard Uh, by the blinding blizzard that hit Halifax. The city's hospitals were inundated with wounded survivors and several emergency medical stations that were set up in schools and clubs. Although... Okay. Go ahead, devil. Um, That's... uh, that's, uh, So the clubs were destroyed... No, medical stations so, were set up in schools and clubs, okay. and although aid arrived from across Canada and the United States, particularly Boston, a city Nova Scotia still thanks every year with a Christmas tree, many of the first medical responders on the scene hailed from nearby communities. Doctors, nurses, and firefighters oh, from across the, the maritime <clears throat> showed up to take on the harrowing task of aiding the injured. George H. Cox, a doctor and eye specialist from New Glasgow, about 125 125 miles northeast of Halifax, arrived at the Rockingham train station outside Halifax the next day. With the tracks in the city destroyed, he trudged through deep snow 
to Camp Hill Hospital. Men, women, and children lined the corridors, many with glass, pottery, brick, mortar, and nails stuck in their eyes. He quickly realized that the large number of ocular injuries required his expertise. Dr. Cox worked for 40 hours removing eyes. By the time he finished, he had a bucket full of eyeballs. A bucket full of eyeballs. A bucket full of eyeballs. That's something you just can't find. I don't know. Have you looked? How much goddamn expertise does it take to just take out an eyeball? I think you just need a grapefruit spoon. You give me a goddamn spoon, I'll take out. And some scissors. I'll take out the eyeball and then throw it in the bucket. I'd like to know what he did with that bucket later on. Just throw it out back for the yeah, bears to eat. That was before eBay. Well, I mean, you know, it would be funny to just every once in a while just take the whole bucket, you know, leave at, during the day, throw three or four eyeballs in your pocket, and then just drop one on the side. What? You know? No, not funny. Just in this Specifically bedroom. not funny. Well, no, I mean, just for the, for the pedestrian coming, you know— uh, Two three minutes behind you to find an eyeball, or you know, they're go probably to your local blind. Starbucks they're not and... going to see that eyeball. Well, if they only lost oh, one uh... eyeball. Ugh. Yeah, Timmy has technical problems. Among, and his among the many problems, script was just too gruesome for him. <clears throat> All right, <clears throat> Timmy was traumatized writing this script, and uh. He's got some PTSD going back through this. Script, well, so we're gonna have. To I actually carry think on he's alone. just. I actually think he's just reached his limit of peopling today, because if you notice, Timmy is coming is becoming more and more of a weird guy recluse. We, well, he, he's always been. Yeah, a weird but it's guy getting recluse. worse. Like you know, it just you know he has everything delivered, keeps the curtains closed. Nobody's seen Dottie. I'm just saying. I'm not saying anything's. Dottie hasn't liked the picture of. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Dottie. Hmm. I'm just saying nobody's seen her in a while. I'm just saying nobody's seen Tim and Dottie in the same. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm Hmm. See, maybe Sammy's got them both. Well, let me tell you about the aftermath here, devil. It was gruesome. It was a goddamn gruesome thing. Now, from across Halifax, survivors rushed to Richmond to rescue people trapped in their homes and carried stunned and wounded residents to safety. They handed out clothing to the naked man in the boots um, and to other people who had their clothing just blown right off of them. Um, they tried to separate the people that was getting inappropriate with one another and told them, come on, just because we're all naked here think, doesn't mean Here's my question, though, carnal. like, honestly. You see, I mean, this, this fucking boat burned for I don't know how long. When you see that, don't you think, hey, you know what, I should put on some pants. I mean... Now, see, if I saw... I don't understand see, and, and why the I guy was know, naked. I don't want to be judged... Well, I don't you will be, be judged, but if I see something a big, something big on fire, the first thing I want to do is uh, fornicate. It gets me sexually excited. I don't know I'm, if yes, I'm. Well, I'm judging you, devil? you. 
big bonfire or you know a ship on fire or whatever you know it's it's just a it's it's a parasympathetic it's not. reaction you're being you ridiculous have, why didn't the guy put on some pants well probably because i guess he had to clean the shit off the back of his legs first devil cuz he just been no, no, blowing no, no. a mile here's the, the thing cuz i'm not buying that all his clothes just burned off i'm saying this motherfucker's just naked with some boots on. I'm just asking why, when you see this ship burning in the harbor for an hour and a half or whatever it was, in that time, why didn't you put on some fucking pants? Why? Well, I... What? Breaking news. We have breaking news. Oh, Tim has just confirmed. We, ha- we have some breaking news. There, Timmy's Tim, just yes. confirmed that the last time we recorded was October 7th. That was the one they did with Nina, and you all can fucking suck it. Thank you. If you come for the queen, it take the... Nice if you come Nina. for the queen, you better make sure you take the head. Now, please... Got weird <clears throat> naked guy who's just running around in his galoshes, and then all of a sudden he's just blown away. Well, there's all kinds of naked people, apparently. No, there's not. Now they had to bring in extra under undertakers to to bring to cope with the number of dead. Now, see, that's what I would have said. I would have just because it would have been easy to be a fake. Well, they opened the prison then. too, didn't they? As a yes. shelter. I'm 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 an undertaker. You, not the wrestler. I, you, know, you just say you're an undertaker. Who's going to question? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I, you just show up in a black outfit and a hat, and you just say, yeah, I'm an undertaker. Not, no. What do you need? Why would you want to do you, that? The people that, Because the people that didn't get their clothes burned off, you could take their wallets and oh. shit. I mean, people, you got you to gotta look for your okay, opportunities. Most people didn't devil. get their clothes burned take off. The gold this teeth, guy didn't whatever. get his clothes burned off. He was doing something weird and got picked up and, you know, thrown. <laughs> he was blown a yeah. mile away. With his galoshes I'm sure at least and he no lost clothes. His hat, for Christ's sake. Weird. I mean, I just sometimes go out into a good wind and my hat gets blown off. I can't imagine an explosion knocking me a mile. Dude, stop it. So, yeah. Stop with your excuses. Well, anyway, so city officials hastily organized committees then they provided shelter, clothing, transport. <clears throat> you know, they tried to do what they could. Now, the explosion made headlines around the world. Trains from throughout the Maritime and Central Canada and New England even brought up medical aid, doctors, nurses, food. I See, it'd be a good time to be a fake doctor. Oh, my doctor God. You know, here. You're, uh, you over there, you're going to need a gynecological exam. We're going to have to check out your lady parts to make sure nothing happened in the... You know what? First of all, stop, because there are people that actually do that, and it's disgusting. But second of all, I don't know how in 1917, like, I'm not exactly sure. You probably could go anywhere you wanted and be whatever. Yeah, I'm a barber. I'm a nurse. I'm this. I'm that. Nobody cares. There wasn't a lot of education. So, you know, you saying that you would do that is probably what most people did. So you're not special. Well, I would well, be a lawyer. Again. I would again, be a lawyer. Not special. 
Well, money was raised for special appeals. The explosion, it was just known world over. Now, now here's the one thing. Money was raised through special appeals. You know, they had a Jerry Lewis telethon. Sure, he was Jerry Lewis, yeah. Um, now, the city of Boston was especially generous with donations, supplies, and manpower because the Irish are like that. Now, Halifax's angry survivors demanded some answers and scapegoats in the wake of this traffic. <laughs> they don't. They, now, at first, there were that, rumors that German sabotage were, about, sabotage were behind the explosion. However, a judicial inquiry heavily influenced by the aggressive tax, tactics of Charles Bichel, the lawyer hired to represent the owners of the emo quickly focused blame on three men. Emil Lemadoc, the Mount Blanc's <laughs> captain. What? I am Lemadoc, <laughs> Francis McKay, the harbor pilot, <coughs> Mount Blanc, and F. Even Wyatt, the naval officer in command of the harbor. The three men were arrested and charged with manslaughter, although despite several attempts to persecute, prosecute, and prostitute them, the charges were ultimately dropped for lack of evidence. Now, memories of the explosion, memories may be beautiful and yet what's too painful to remember. Are you singing of the way we were? You remember that story? Come on. Oh, yeah. Now, memories of the explosion lived on for decades among the survivors who witnessed it. Because, I mean, how are you going to forget a naked man flying across? Eyeballs will show, eyeballs showed up for a year, year and a half. So, now many of whom told stories of the terrifying day, and half the stories weren't even true. Half the people, you like know, a see, guy getting Halifax his clothes burned off of as he flew through the air. Yeah, not true. Well, it was. See, Halifax had four hundred thousand people a population, but there were five million people in Halifax the day that that wow. ship blew up, as told by people later. You know, yeah, I was there in Halifax wow. when the ships blew up. They were they were down at Niagara Falls doing something else. Wow, but, you know, that's you know a bucket full of bullshit. Go. But go um, ahead. Well, it's like the dog. Have you ever heard about the dog, the talking yes, dog? Yes, I've heard the talking <clears throat> dog. Yes. Yes. Have you? Okay. Yeah, it's like... I have. I don't think you have. I don't think you have prob- listeners I promise have. you I have. So, Look, you know what? <clears throat> uh, there are so like this- two paragraphs. Like, I don't want to well, hear no, your talking the, dog it, joke. I've heard story. the talking dog joke. It's I don't a give a fuck story. about the talking I dog know, Joe. They have. I the guarantee they joke. have. Because he's a liar. Because no, he's a liar is the punchline. Oh, you killed it. Yeah. You killed it. You a Because he's killer, a liar. That's you, the punchline. You're, you're a wretched woman. Oh, you're a wretched, wretched yes. woman. So anyway, um, I, I, I got to no, tell you a story. No, though. you don't. This no, I promise you don't. Thing. I'm I'm walking bow. My I'm God, bow, right? And uh, down around the corner, these people got a chain link fence. You have raised children, and uh, that's what's scary. There's two German shepherds. 
Okay, they have two German shepherds, and they see Bo, and they race over to the fence, and they jump up on their paws, you know, the top paws. So the heads are over the top of the, over the four-link, you know, the chain-link fence. Well, Bo is down at the bottom, you know, standing up against the fence just like they are, and the German shepherds are looking around like, where in the fuck did he go? Because, you know, they're on the other side of the fence, and they're looking over, but Bo's down at the bottom, and he's so low they can't even see Bo. And Bo was just barking his ass off, like, give me a piece of these German shepherds. But it was kind of amusing. <clears throat> Is that your fucking story? Not as amusing to you as I thought. Is that your fucking well, I story? Mean, Bo was at the bottom of the fence. Oh, my God. It was, it was, it was a good story That was the, the most fucking ridiculous. So anyway. Stupid bullshit story. A bunch of dogs no, jumped up on a fence a and were barking at each other. Who the fuck cares? I just told that goddamn they, story in one fucking sentence. Were, one fucking okay. sentence. Bunch of German, bunch of German shepherds were, were up there barking and carrying on, and then this little Mexican Chihuahua <clears throat> is up there barking and carrying on. The German shepherds can't see him. The Chihuahua wants to whoop their ass. Nobody fucking cares. Fucking dogs on a fence. Read the last no. two goddamn things. Bo's got a devoted following. <laughs> Nobody cares. Goddamn so little anyway, ass dog wears sweaters. You, Jesus <laughs> fuck. <laughs> you haven't had breakfast yet, have what? you? What? <laughs> this is why, listeners, you should have a good balanced breakfast. But, because if you don't, you get like the devil where you start attacking the innocent Five-pound no. chihuahua, the mini Listen, ain't, got, ain't done anything no, wrong listeners, to anybody. If you're going to tell a story, make sure it has a fucking point. How about that? How about that little piece of life advice from your <laughs> from your dear Aunt Brandy? Well, it was make just sure funny that it has a fucking point because dogs barking at a fence has no fucking point. Because you know why? That's what goddamn dogs do. They bark at fucking fences. Now, if you wanted to tell me, hey, my dog ran up a tree and jumped off the top. That's interesting. But dogs barking on a fucking fence? Why don't you just tell me, hey, Bo went out back and took a squat and shit. Well, who fucking cares? Because that's what goddamn dogs do. Jesus, shit the bed. What the fuck are we doing here? Please. You seem a little irritable today, Devil. Because fucking pointless-ass story about your sweater-wearing dog. (laughs) (laughs) Bo is, uh, Bo's down. Okay, go with that. No, my point being that when these German shepherds ran over to the fence, and and Bo went to the fence, the German shepherds got up to the Is this more about them barking? But then, and then they couldn't even see there, him couldn't see because they're Bo. huge. That's a fucking they amazing story, Chuck. They were so small, and they were so. It was a dichotomy about the story. Okay, <laughs> you're never going to get a story. It's 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 like, you know what? This is like playing. This is like, like going up to. It's like playing cards with my brother's in. kids. That's what it's like. And uh, and and playing what's that game? Charades, charades with people in the town up there. What? With the blind people. That me telling the story to you is like playing charades with the blind. What? That's what it is. Are you kidding? So, yeah. <laughs> you just don't get it. 
It was cute, goddammit. Dude, okay, so the other day, well, so anyway. the other day, Lisa, Lucy went to the door, and I'm like, what are you doing, Lucy? And so then I put her collar on her, and she went out and peed, and it was amazing, and then we came back in. Isn't that great? Isn't that funny? Because that's what fucking dogs do. That is great. You take a collar off all the time? You don't keep a collar on her? Do what? Yeah, hold on. So you got a dog that walks around without a collar, but you're wondering about this naked man getting blown a mile. A dog should have a collar on all the time. The fuck? So, anyway. Well, you know, you can bet your sweet ass if she's blown away by an explosion or a tsunami, her collar would probably be blown <laughs> off and all her fucking fur, except for the fur on her feet, because that's a fucking <laughs> thing that happens. Bo's of got course boots, he does. <laughs> of course he does. Bo's, Fucking Bo is the Randy boots Rainbow of the canine world, okay? Great for Bo. <laughs> yeah. Fucking well, RuPaul. Anyway, Why don't you name see. him RuPaul? Bo's a <laughs> fucking <laughs> RuPaul. Bo's a manly dog. Bo's, Bo's a very Bo dapper is, little man. Bo's RuPaul. Now, anyway, let, let me get back to oh this my story, God. please. Is it the story about these goddamn dogs, or are you going to finish telling the story about these fucking people <laughs> in Halifax? Because this is a goddamn dog story, well, I'm telling you. What... <laughs> okay, I'll tell the story. No, about okay, Halifax. thank you. One of the, one of the last surviving eyewitnesses here um, was Kay McLeod Chapman, only five years old at the time of the disaster. Now, despite the destruction to a home and a neighborhood, Chapman credited her survival to the fact that she was holding a Bible in her hands at the moment. She probably kept all her clothes on. Go ahead. A deeply religious woman throughout her life. She died in New Brunswick 2017 at age 105. But perhaps the most poignant reminder of this tragedy, devil, and the response to it. Is the large Christmas tree cut every year from Nova Scotia woods and <laughs> erected in central Boston by Cindy Who, Cindy Ohu, because uh-huh. it's in Boston, uh, a gift of thanks from the people of Halifax to the city that provided essential relief and support of the wake of its explosion. Now, what do you think about that, Brandy? Amazing. Better story than the fucking dogs. Yeah. Boy, you're a bitter woman. Just a bitter, bitter woman. <sighs> yes. Well, let's go on and thank our Patreon sponsors. If you would like to support us on Patreon, uh, I'm not really sure how you do it, but we will post the link on our History Dweebs page. And you can follow that. Wait a minute. And you can uh, after us. wait a minute after like yeah. six years of doing this, you don't know patreon.com backslash history dweebs where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or just you don't fucking know that by now. My God, I don't. Let me tell you about some of the people who do support us, though. Andrea, Louise Siddons, Tessie, she's a new one. Kate Byer, Tessie Poor. Karen Alden, Gina Green, Danielle Townsend, Marianne, Mc, Marianne Knight, Adam McWaters, Elaine Baker, Alexandria, Alan Cox, Ali, Alicia Mincy, the Already Gone podcast with the lovely Nina, 
<clears throat> Amanda Christine, Amber Anderson, Amber Scoville, Anna Gerline, Andrea O'Dell, Andrew Frazier, Angela Santos, Angelo Villafane, Anna Garrett, Annette Petre, Anon, Becky Trainer, Ben Dobrovich, Brandy McBride, Bridget Bernhardt, Brittany Irvin Martin, <clears throat> The Bloody Murder Podcast, Callie Jones, Christy Lee and the Canadian True Crime, Carl Aspen, Carol Elise, Charlie from Crime Line, Cheryl LeBlanc, Chris Lane, Christy Howard, Cindy, Clark and Diane Trowbridge, The Comeback Podcast, Daniel Bissett, Diane Student, Erica Kenny, Aaron Turner, Fiona Crisp, Gina Green, Jay Cleveland Payne, Jahara Lopes, Jamie Dent, Hiro, Jason Dykes, Dr. Jeff, who had a birthday, and Don Chestnut, Jennifer Orcutt, <clears throat> Jessica Greeno, Jess Watford, Julia Rodriguez, Cam Barnes, Kelly Charette, Kim Stroop, Kimberly Smith, Kristen Malachinsky, Laura O'Reilly, Lydia Fisher, Marsha Boris, Maja, Marie, Marquia Smith, Mary Courtney Sheldon, Melissa Montoya, the lovely Michelle Johns, Paula Himes, The Pleasing Terrors Podcast, Robin Sherrard, Ron Monasario, Ruth Whitfield, Sarah Bloom, everybody's Yay. favorite, Charlene, Shannon Arnold, Shirley Strap, Stacey Alsop, Stephen Potts, Terry Strafford, The Vanish Podcast, They Walk Among Us, Tyrone, Todd Long, Tommy Lane, Leanne Flanagan, uh, Tracy Smith, Vive, Rebecca, Jin Lee, Alan Cox, Whitney James, Rudy the Wonder Dog, Beverly, Lady Beverly, and the lady we do this show for week after week, and this should have a high body well, count. This should but who knows? Dottie. Who knows Dottie if we're Scott. doing it for her anymore? <clears throat> well, who knows? Well, and we had uh, we had a birthday, a very special birthday this week, Miss Diane Trowbridge, who is. Married to Clark, which can't be easy. That is so true. Uh, Clark is actually, yeah. he's funny. I like Clark. He's very funny. Clark's one, well, Clark's one of my he favorite is. people. Um, so. Well, good. So Okay, so that is our show. We thank everybody. We thank everybody for listening. Sorry, Tim can't work his computer. And I don't know, Chuck, take us out. Until next time, good day. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 